did it for about six. You did eight, Hamilton? Six months. Oh yeah, it was Burr. Yeah, man, that's a show, man. That is that is a no, no, show. No, 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 that is work. That's work. <laughs> that work. Eight shows a week, bro. That is work. Eight man. shows a week. How much weight, weight you lose fall. for that show, dude? I lost weight every damn day on the you stage. You know, time the food don't do no good because I, I do that kind of work. It's like Sammy Davis. Don't listen to me. Sammy Davis is be a little shy kid. Boom, go. <laughs> that's the secret, man. Don't you gotta nothing. turn it on. Go. <laughs> Michael Jackson was like that to shake it. Hey, Dad. Ah! Hey, I'm Mike Tyson. This is the Mike Tyson Show. And this is my partner, Heavy Shahudo. There we go, guys. And we have a special guest today. Wayne Brady, the actor, the singer, the comedian, the game he's, holder. He's everything. I mean, what don't you do? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> because I like to keep it keeps a mystery as long as folks think that you can do everything that you keep on working. That's what this is about. You keep working. Huh? Amen. Yeah, man. I'm so excited to be here, champ. Thank you. So Thanks. Man. Nice to, to meet you, brother. Wayne. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. So, man, tell us a little bit about your story, man, your upbringing, man, because obviously you didn't become successful out of, you know, you know, from night to night, like, you know, there was a process through your life. Can you tell us a Absolutely. little bit about your, yeah, uh, we love your story? That. Oh, yeah. Well, in a nutshell, I'm from uh, Orlando, Florida. I was born in Columbus, Georgia. At three months, I guess uh, I was moved, because I don't remember it, of course, to Orlando. I was raised by, by my grandmother because my dad was in the Army, uh, you know, in Nam and then in Germany and just traveling. So he wanted me to have a, a stable upbringing. My folks are from the U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Thomas, St. St. Croix. So my so grandmother you, raised me. So you're me. first generation American. Well, to be from the Virgin Islands, it's still to be an American because it's, it's a territory. Okay, okay. So, so it's, like a, it's like Puerto Rico. US yes. Virgin Islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i never been there, Mike. Oh, dude. It's really it's awesome. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. So I was, yeah. So so in a way, you know, I'm definitely first generation here mm -hmm. um, being being brought up in, in uh and so my childhood raised in a neighborhood uh, called Tangelo Park. No one ever tells you oh, that the black sex shit. Yeah, yeah. We're, because when folks think of Orlando, you think of Disney, right? So yeah, you think of Disney and black all the hat. We had probably out here that we uh, we ran out. Oh, nothing but some black motherfuckers out there all over the place. <laughs> Downtown, <talking laughs> shit. Yes, sir. Because you don't think yeah. of that. You, you say what the fuck. Yeah. It folks like, think, it think, like think it's all shiny. Or something, right? Well, it's the South. Folks forget because of Disney, they don't think of it being the South South, but it's the South. And everything that comes along with that, I was raised Hell hearing yeah. every kind of nigger being thrown, no, thrown at me and blah, blah, blah. That's so much power, you don't even know it till it's projected on you. Would you like to see your kids, Mike, someday, like go back to Brownsville for a little bit of time just to kind of, did you ever think of doing That's some things like that are. with your kids? But I'm just saying, you as a father, cause I have my mentor. He has kids, and he's he's almost sometimes he's like, man, I gotta take my kids to Mexico. They need to witness like real poverty in order for them to understand. Well, kind of How do they witness that with him? Do they witness it by themselves? Do they have for they could um, engage with the dangers you engage with, which they have no experience to right. do? Which is what you work as as a parent to eliminate. You want to give your kids a better life than you ever had, so. I don't want my I don't want yeah. my kids meeting guys like me as a child. That's what you've worked for. Is people to set set that up. How was it, how was it, Mike, for you when you're uh, when you're a kid, man? When you're twelve, no, thirteen, I mean, you, you had talked about. Him, man. <laughs> 
It was hard. It's never hard. You know what? You nothing was given. No, to what I'm you. saying when you're out in the streets, Mike. You know how? You know what I mean? Like, no, that's my life. Yeah, that's just being out in the streets at ten years old, four in the morning. That's just my life. Me and my friends get high. It's my life. Don't know nothing else besides becoming who I am now. What? Who this guy, Mike Tyson? And, and all those experiences add up to you. So, oh no, that makes yeah. me who I am. But you can't put that on the kids because it's it, 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 it's interesting to hear. But yeah, do you get where I'm coming from though? Oh yeah, bit? and I've had that thought too. But if I took my daughter back to my neighborhood, which which she's visited because my grandmother and my aunt still live in the same place, and I've tried to get them to live with me for years and years, but I, I also don't want to make my child a tourist yeah. because no I think I, I think there's a little bit of um because then it would be unorganic, right? Like it would just wouldn't not be only natural. is it unorganic, but it's false. Yeah, and then it's also like. See where I'm from? You don't want to. I don't like that. I'm proud of where I'm from, but I but that's not where she has grown up. So I don't want her to experience that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no way. so to she say, she might not be lucky as we are. Yeah, and get out. She may have, she may not be as that lucky. Yeah, yeah. Like kids have their own goals right now, and that's why you work so hard, hard as a parent to set up a different paradigm. Now you did bring up, man, because my girl, she was raised by her great grandmother. Mm. You know what I mean, how was it being raised by your by your grandmother, man? Like, you know, what I mean, the old school principles. You know, you know that curiosity. I well, love. She's not it. afraid to beat your ass. <laughs> Boom. And, and now, now you know that you know that's the hot debate among parenting and even in the uh, the school circles about about corporal punishment and there there is definitely an old school and especially in the i think in the black and latin communities of where you know you step out of line mom and dad smack you and i can say that for me it worked to a degree my my grandmother didn't have to beat my ass more than just a couple times in my life for me to shake some of the friends that i was with and I kind of oh, stayed on a path. They get into grandparents get into beating that ass. That's yeah. just a, it's just a switches. Thing, though, that yeah. specialty. They're not gonna kill you, but you gonna feel like you're dying. Yeah, um, that's just a specialty. Belts, switches, uh, the anything. extension cords. They might even tell you to go get your shit. Depends on how old your grandmother is. Yes, and this is foreign to some Don't kids watching, no watching this. This is foreign to them. They know not to bring no little switch. They know not to bring. They know they bring the uh, fucking uh, monster turn a uh, tamer. You bring a little switch, you dead, nigga. Yeah. Because you thought that if I get well, if I get the skinny thing, uh, then it won't. That will cut your ass. Uh, uh, so know. I learned quick. Yeah. I was like, oh no, 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 no. Her, uh, yeah, I just stay no, out of trouble. Know where all that comes from? Slavery. Beating your ass for the master don't have to save you that depression or mission, whatever it was. No, you're talking about like you discipline and hitting your kids. Or you talking about talking about like the the you know the stick and no when you when you're beating them, let's teach them stay in line for the big man. Well, that's what it's all about. Most of our characteristics come from that. Our slave um, ancestors. There, there's definitely a generational trauma that plays out all the time, even with corporal punishment. So in talking about, you know, being raised old school, I didn't necessarily mind it because I think it it worked for whatever reason. But I do think that, especially in the black community, just turning to, well, I'm gonna whoop your ass, that in some households is a substitute for let me listen to you first, see what's going on with you, and let me parent you hands-on yeah. versus I'm going to parent you and beat you, the beating doesn't necessarily help. That's what I think. It's just my opinion. 
doesn't at all. It's like capital punishment. We've seen everybody, you know, I know if I do this, they're going to kill me. Mm-hmm. The government's going to kill me. But still, it doesn't stop people from killing people. Mm-hmm. No, serious. And depends on what state you're in. If I shoot you, I'm, they're going to hang me. If I kill him or her, they're going to um, fire and squad me. or something crazy. Electrocute me. And it still doesn't prevent people from murders. Murder rate is even higher. Because the end result isn't the thing. And that's the thing with corporate punishment. But you that, do that understand that, right? Yeah. It's you, even higher. Yeah. The murder rate is even higher since the electricity and all that stuff came back into existence. Instead of looking at the end goal of if you do this crime, I'm going to kill you or I'm going to hang you, I'm going to do this. Let's go to where the root of the problems are. Why are these people committing crimes? What can you do to alleviate all of that? And that's not where the money's being spent. It's being spent on incarceration and the end result instead of the programs that would help people not commit the crimes. You know how you stop crime, how you stop hate and all that? You have to stop paying. Mm-hmm. If you can't stop paying, you can't stop all that. All this is coming for pain. Well, there's an empathy piece, too, because you have to understand that people are going through pain. And I think this is the conversation that's happening now because of the pandemic and because of the Black Lives Matter movement and everything that's happening. Exactly. There's a lot of people screaming out in pain. Exactly. And that's the thing is, how do we deal that pain? And that's the part I think that pisses me off when I listen to people, especially even people that call themselves allies. They don't want to have or listen to certain race conversations because, well, I don't want to hear that. I didn't do it. I wasn't a slave owner. I like black people. I'm your friend. Don't talk over us. Just listen to what's being said. If you show some empathy and go, oh, you know, I I hear that. Kindness and compassion. Mm -hmm. They're more powerful. But on the flip side, Mike, you know what I'm thinking is we also need to have kindness and compassion for each other and empathy for each other because well, it goes both ways. Yeah. It goes both ways. What separated you, Wayne? Obviously, did you know you were special since you were a kid? You think you, you think you were born with this gift? Or when did you discover it? That's a tricky question because you you could end up sounding mad arrogant if you're like, Well, I knew I was special. No, Each no, kid yeah, should yeah. feel that they have something, but I but in my mind, I knew that I was a little different than a lot of the kids around me I because of my interests. You know what I mean? I that did you too. Yeah, like you know when you got some something I that not, not, I, not everybody I has. Know, I possess something different than anybody else. It could have been my ego. But I used to know something was I know I was something good was gonna happen to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that spark that if you know that you've got some something, it doesn't mean that you think you're special and better than somebody else. It's just that I know that I've got this thing and it's up to you what you decide to do with it. And I knew I had something from the time that I was, uh, you know, I my grandmother being the overprotective grandma that she was, she kept me in the house a lot, which I was made fun of by a lot of the other kids in the neighborhood because, A, I had a really strong accent because I was raised by, by my grandmother and grandfather, and they spoke with a very strong island accent. And so so between the accent and what they thought of my parents, and I was the kid that you know, was I always inside. I didn't have a grandmother, but from legend, she was just like a man. Mm. She ran the house. <laughs> yeah. Her husband just made some money. No, Mike, you said you were raised by your grandmother? No, I said I have, I've never been raised by my um, grandmother. Legendary, she didn't take no shit. So so she ruled Me. the roost? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, hood grandmas are a special breed. 
<laughs> and and keep the family together. Hey, but, but listen, listen. Yeah, listen. But strong. She was very strong successful. Man. She was very yes. successful. She wasn't from the hood. She was up in Brooklyn. And this is like the 20s we're talking about in Brooklyn. The 30s. Mm. It's almost it like was, they have they have that mentality that just cut the shit out of like grandmas. Like, no, this is this is what it is. Listen, is my daughter's just me and my wife just be talking crazy. You better do this. Hey, stop, stop. When she went over her grandma, I'm gonna beat your black ass now. I'm not gonna say it again. Boom. She goes right away. Hey, no. She never Come heard man. that before. Your um, daughter. Yeah. Get your black ass over here now. She never heard that stuff before. <laughs> she heard that coming from grandma? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's traumatizing. That make me to fix my shit When I heard that, I was so happy she heard that. She needs to have that fear. See, she don't have it for me and my mother. See, um, this is interesting. My girls, I love them. Go the whole way, die, kill her. But I don't understand them. You know, I just don't understand them. They, what do they want? They want it all, then they don't. I, I just don't even try. So do you, do you feel like, as, as a father, Mike, do you feel like them experiencing other other emotions? Because obviously that's like a shocker, you know what I'm saying? Do you think, do you, do you you're, it seems like you're, you're good with that. It's like you want to give that to your kids. Wow. I used to want them to be hanging out with guys like me when I was a kid. I want them to go a totally different route, which... Some of them have, and then some of them got it in them. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do what I want them to do. How How old are your kids? They're adults. They graduated out of college and everything. Wow. So you've got grown folks. So they're already making their own decisions right now. Absolutely. So I, my daughter's getting married. She's like 32. She's getting married. Congratulations. Right? Thank And it's next year, right? But I, so I started giving her money already. The father fucking um, save up. We're going to do it now for next year. Be prepared. Everything will be here. We'll pay for it now. But um, I got to remember, it's not my fucking wedding. You mm. know? I got to give my way. Hey, you take this, take the 25000 you spend this on the dress. I'll pay for the other shoes and everything else. And the reality is, she doesn't have an ego like me. She's not going to spend 25000 on a fucking wedding dress. <laughs> She's gonna probably spend five on a wedding just to keep the rest in the fucking <laughs> bank's account and then wait for daddy to spend yeah. money and pay for the other did you, did you, did you uh Did you get some expensive suits, Mike? It sounds no, like. No, but it's just that. No, this is telling me this. Everybody doesn't have my out of whack ego. Everybody doesn't wanna show off and shit on people and ball and all that. People just want a simple life. And I, sometimes I try to for. I try to force my life on my kids, and these guys are not about that stuff. When I'm with my kids and people start coming around asking for um, autographs and pictures, that turns them off. Yeah. They want to spend time with their father, and they see that. Check this out. My ego, they see that I spend a lot of time with the people kissing my ass. Yeah. Instead of them, and they really love me, and this is sincere. Yeah, that's unconditional. Yeah, my right? ego fucks with me sometimes and say, I already got that. Get this. Yeah. Do you feel, Mike, a little bit? Because you're a public figure too, man. Oh, yeah. You know, obviously you're recognized. People know you. You're pulled. In listening to you talk, yesterday I did an Instagram live with this cat where where he hit me with a quote that, that, that hit me so hard that I thought, oh, shit. This is what I've been doing my daughter's entire life. It's like when the world gets the best of you, 
gets the person who is bright and shiny and you sign autographs and you'll do things and da 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 and that energy that you've given to the world because it goes along with the profession your family gets the rest of you mm. and that that brought me nearly to tears because we had a whole conversation about you know ego and toxic masculinity and what does that mean right now and being a father it's of you a and daughter. your family right yeah yeah me and my family yeah. had that too so that's deep so being a public figure whoever you are it's a double edged sword the thing that makes you you that people are drawn to you're banking on the fact that people know who you are that makes you valuable in the workspace if you give all of that by the time that you get home you're like look i just want to can I not just, uh, look, I don't want to talk. I don't want to run around. I don't want to do X, Y, and Z because I'm bright and shiny all the damn time. Mm. That's deep when your kids are like, hey, but I would like some some of that. Or or your partner. I would like the man that I love to be bright and shiny uh, for me. Brother, so why do brother. I just get the cranky ass dude? Brother, brother, <laughs> listen. Brother, my birthday had passed. My, what, 40, 50, 55. birthday. Yeah. And when I had to get some, you know, it was just like twisting their fucking arms and say, happy birthday, daddy, we love you. I was like, oh, shit. On my birthday, I found out some of my kids don't even like me. What the fuck? I'm thinking I'm a good guy, sending money, looking out from court. Oh, fuck. And that happens to, you know, and they were right. I am self-centered and God complex sometimes because yeah. I have a low self-esteem from my childhood. Yeah. You know, so I replaced that with indestructible and all yeah. that bullshit that I say I'm God. And my kids think that's really me. Mm. They think I really look at myself and that's my ethos or whatever it is, my, my whole barometer of the person. But they don't know this is, um, this is paying for your school. Have you shared that with them? I don't think they understand the concept of me being, I ain't Mike Tyson and me being dad. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you, I bring I Mike to the house sometimes. Do you feel like you have to sh uh, shift your role a little bit, Mike, from uh, from more of, of Mike Tyson to, to dad? Yeah, you, with certain children. Yeah, because you got seven kids, uh, right, Mike? Yeah, certain certain children. Everybody, all of them are different, different personalities, different egos, totally different. But they have to understand that no one gave this to me. I'll pay for all your rooms and your fun, but nobody paid for my good time. Yeah. You know, I don't mind doing that either. I like doing that, but I want to know what it's like to break their back a little. I don't want them to be able to give it under the slightest struggle. Yeah. And that's what happens when, you know, you take care of men and women all their lives. As soon as they have to do something, it's the slightest struggle they give it. Yeah. It's like they you, you want to, you feel like you want to give more of that teaching to your kids. Yeah. Maybe that's you, not for them. Because you had mentioned the conversation that yeah. uh, her grandmother had with your daughter, and then you had just mentioned what you mentioned. You know what I'm saying? It's like you want to give them experience, Listen, which there's no money that true. could that could that it, could pay for oh, that. Oh, hundred percent. But I'm gonna tell a person who's educated, basically one of the, some of the best colleges in the world, that this is where you come from, and this is who your father is. And they're looking at me, and they don't understand a word that I'm saying. They don't get it yet. They'll never get it because they have to be in there and live in that. But did you have those conversations with them early on so that they would know who you are? Hey, 
I had it from when they were little kids. I'm still doing it to this day. Mm. That's a that's a man. That's that's such a specific type of relationship, and you would have had to have been in the shoes of someone who comes from from a certain background, who comes from the hood, and and then you've done well for yourself, and you've had kids. That conversation is so different. It ties back into what we started talk, talking about in the beginning, which, you know, taking your kid back and showing them this and whatnot, that'll never be their experience. No, but if no. you can impress upon them, like I really tried hard from the time that my daughter was able to understand, yeah. to, to tell her, I said, hey, you have a very privileged life and I'm glad for that because this is where I'm from. But I also want you to understand that it's privilege and I want you to understand me. So I've tried to have that talk with her. And there are times when, you know what, I've felt that she's been ungrateful. And I've had to think think about that because I would get mad about that. But it's not that she's being ungrateful. She just doesn't have anything to have to, to write. It's right, it's a concept. She has nothing to scale it against. So the best that we can do, I feel, sometimes is just to be honest with them and then at a certain point. You have to set them up for success by going, hey, you got to do this on your own. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done because you never want them to go No, but I, I, just, I just feel like it's a process, you know, like anything, you know. It's a process, Mike, and I think, you know, I, I feel for you, Mike, because, God, you're Mike Tyson, you know what I mean? Like, the probably the, you're probably, Mike, one of the top three most recognizes face in the world. Absolutely. I mean, can you think of anybody, you know? it's, it, it's Hey, listen. I asked for that when I was a kid, and, and my mentor said, "Be careful what you ask for." Mm-hmm. Wayne, uh, Wayne, from uh, from obviously from studying acting since the beginning to arriving in Hollywood, man. I want to know your Hollywood struggle stories, man. Back because you came here in '96, right? Was it '96? It was yeah, I something like that. '95, '96. Before I got here, I, I'd already been acting for. I mean, since I was 16. And so I got here when I was like 22, 20, 23. And I didn't know what to expect. You you get off the plane, just like anybody else, thinking this is the land of of opportunity. I can come I out think, here and man, get a I break. Think I was born there. I think that this is the land of opportunity. You could be whatever the fuck you want. Listen, yeah. you know what, really? You don't understand that. with you hanging out with all the Schwarzeneggers chilling out. Yeah. This is a foreign guy. He came, he couldn't speak the language. Exactly. And now he's the governor of another Mike, country. Mike, that was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had, man. Yeah. Well, that's listen. the American dream personified. Yeah, you hear what I said, what he did. I told he's him a that. foreigner. Came here, lift weights, got became a brute, and everybody loved him. Then he learned the language. Then he learned all of the infrastructure about this country. And then he became a, a governor. Yeah. Now, if that's not um, the land of actor um, married to Kennedy, honey, I don't know what is. Yeah, this is definitely a place of opportunity. This in New York, you know. So when I got here, I I struggled, but I'm going to say that I was fortunate because going back to, I always knew that I was going to do something. Didn't know what it was, and all all, all I ever asked God for is that. Look, I I just want to work. So I never thought I'd, that I'd be on TV or folks would know my name or I'd get to do all the cool shit that I've done. I said, I just want to work. So when I got here, I hustled. I worked, um, luck, luckily most of my jobs were in entertainment. I, I worked at Universal Studios doing theme park shows. I was in the Beetlejuice rock and roll show and I was uh, in a stunt show there and I was a doo-wop singer. Um, you I remind me so much of Sammy Davis Jr. Well, Sammy was one of my idols. 
You know, Sammy and Ben Ben Vereen. And, Ooh, Ben the Bad. Come on, man. <laughs> Shout out to Ben. Ben is like my Brooklyn my dead. godfather, man. I he uh he and I talk all the time. I call him pops and he calls me son. I feel like I'm in a, a direct spiritual descendant of him. And those cats like Sammy that opened the door. And the thing that I, from the time I was a kid and reading these books about Sammy, was like, you have to make yourself the most valuable person in the room. So learn as much as you can. Do you as know, much as you can. You know what Sammy, um, that's what Mr. Sinatra said. So mm-hmm. the, best, um, the best revenge is success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, um, across the board. Because it's the way that you can, no matter what someone thinks of you, regardless of race or your economic background or whatnot, as long as you can bring something to the table that they can't, that's an amazing power. I guess, yeah, Sam was so bad. Sam was a bad, bad man. Um, I'm, I'm sad. I never, never got a chance to meet him, but I met his oh, wife. Oh, he was so bad. He was fly. He was fly. Oh, man, you fly. got to hang out with fly. Sammy? I had the chance to meet him. And I, used to, I used to have to talk to him and see that he was, wow. he was like us. Man, that's something that I wish I would have gotten a chance to meet him. I, I met his uh, wife, Altavis, Altavis, before she passed, and she came to see me at the Hollywood Bowl. And I did a night one night, which was me doing Sammy Davis Jr. songs. And she came up to me afterwards, and she gave me stuff of his that I still have. She gave me some books and pictures that he signed, and she said, Sammy would have loved to have met you. And that was one of the greatest compliments anyone could have pay, paid me in my life, ever. Uh-huh. So I definitely hustled when I got out here. Yeah, I, I delivered. Dig it. Um, I had had a job for one day that, that I was a messenger for one day when I first got here. And that's back in the day of Thomas Guides, um, when you had to use a Thomas Guide instead of GPS to figure out where you were. And I didn't know this damn city. And I drove around for six hours trying to deliver. I, <laughs> I believe there were architectural plans because they were in that tube. Yeah. At a certain point, I was like, this, this is six hours in. I can't find my way. I'm lost. I'm by the airport. I don't know where I am. Screw it. So somebody didn't get to build a house because <laughs> I tossed that tube and I was like, I'm out. Um, and I worked kids parties. I sang at supper clubs. They, that, they, all they, the stuff they, that you're telling us that then still don't tell us who you are. Oh, but that's a big piece of who, who I, I am. No, no, no. Check this out. Where did you get that, that thought that I'm somebody? I, I got it because I heard that I wasn't somebody. Yeah. That's the, that's I understand the, that too. That's the thing that, that if you have enough people and I don't want to take up the whole, the whole show talking about it. No, but, it's, it's, un, it's unlimited time here. <laughs> but, but, but in a nutshell, you know, like I was explaining earlier about growing up in the neighborhood I grew up, it's amazing to feel othered as an other. And what I mean about that is, is growing up in my hood, I always felt, different and I was made fun of or I was told that I wasn't black enough or I was told my family was this I was told that or like uh you know it's weird when another black person says to you like I wrote this whole thing that's on Spotify right now this thing called uh the angriest black man in America or something 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 where this girl in my front yard in front of all these kids said to me this light-skinned girl she as we were all playing she said Wayne Brady you's a real ugly motherfucker and wrapped her mouth around, motherfucker. And I was like, uh, why? Because you black. Now, you're black. So what do you mean I'm bl- I know I'm black. Why would that be a, 
So when she said that word to me, being, I don't know, I was a 10 or something, the head games, the way that can fuck with you, I'm in a neighborhood full of black people. But you just told me that I'm ugly because I'm black. But you also say that I'm not black enough because of whatever your reasons are. So that does a job on you. And we, you know, no, listen, imagine the job it did on her. That's the, yes. And that's the piece that it's that trauma piece and whatnot. Cause she hurt had to get that from people. someplace. Hurt people, hurt people, brother. Mm-hmm. Hurt people, hurt people. And now that's why you have to have empathy for each other. Yeah. Because, and that's when I realized that I needed to, even at that age, I knew that I was going to take whatever talent I had. And nobody knew that I could sing, dance, act, or do anything because I like was in my little room watching TV and reading books and doing audio plays and work, working on voices and imagining things. Nobody knew I could do anything until I was like 15 or 16. They were like, oh shit, Wayne can sing, Wayne you did. Because I was training. I was in hiding. I said, I'm going to train by myself. I'm going to study Sammy and these greats and, and, and I'm going to come out swinging because that's going to be my way out. So that made me, so each time that somebody had some shit to say to me about, well, I wasn't this or I wasn't that, I wasn't, I was going to take that and I was going to use success. You're right. Success is the best revenge. I I was going to use that to take myself out of that situation. But the bad part about that is you begin to weaponize it. So so in, instead oh, of me saying that I wanted fact, to be It's not be good. successful. It's a weapon for Right. Us. It's like, fuck y'all, I'm successful. That's not you the know, best Frank way to do Sinatra it. Frank Sinatra said success. We look at success as a weapon. Yeah. And it we, shouldn't be. Yeah. Because we're afraid. Yeah. It should yeah. be joyful. We, we don't ever want to be hurt again. So we use it as a weapon. Yes, sir. Yeah, fear I, I fear think is the most powerful non-existent element in the world. Hmm doesn't even exist, but it's powerful. Because it drives you or it stops you from being driven. Ooh. But if it got you driven. Yes. Yeah, but you don't also think it was a bit of, you had this God-given ability. And the reason why I say God-given is because improv. That stuff is not easy, man. You ever try playing charades man, and If, it was, if like it was God-given, he wouldn't have to train to it. You know, God gives you the, the ability but you know, if you don't right. train, yeah, right. You know, yeah, God gives you the no. God gives you the thought, right? Right. It's like an IQ. Yeah. When when folks are like, "Well, I've got an IQ of such and such," that's dope. You you can have an incredibly <laughs> high IQ, but don't get it twisted. Your IQ is not how smart you are. Your, your your IQ is your capacity. So you can have a high IQ, but if you don't use it or train, then it's right, nothing. right. But it is a gift. What I'm saying is, you recognize that gift that you absolutely. Have. It was a and gift, and you worked every on it. But improv, because you, you're going from singing to dancing. Can we can we roll up one of uh? No, never. Um, me and Wayne Brady doing every little step. I That's think. one of the best moments in my life, <laughs> Mike Tyson. Too. Right, Bob came. That's, that, that was one of the best moments in my life. I can tell you, this guy, Dude, watch this guy doing this. You don't know the joy <laughs> in so my heart yeah. when, when we called and we asked Mike Tyson, hey, Mike, let's have, oh, oh, because it was after I saw the documentary and, and we reached out and, and, you know, I tell, tell you every time I see you, I'm so proud of the work that you do and the struggle and the place where you've come from and the honesty that you have, have on yourself growth and the person that you've made yourself. And so that was enough for me to be able to go out to dinner and tell Mike that. And then I pitched him this stupid idea. I'm like, Hey, let, let's do something funny together. And he said, yes. 
And that turned into us doing every little step you take. That you was, got this here, It was dude. so dumb and awesome. Yeah, so this this is, how long ago was this? Oh, oh man, wow. I don't even know. You just what? had my baby girl to 09, 010. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I want to say 10. How, how old is she now? She's 12. Then, then yeah, it's about 12, 13 yeah. years ago. What a looks. And, and I've also got to say that we're actually dancing. Like, we're really doing Bob, Bobby Brown's moves. What I was so impressed with about Mike, and not to embarrass you, being being <laughs> being here is for first off, Mike didn't have to do do the video. Mike wanted to do the video. His ego, oh, you know, oh, you were talking oh. about your ego. You you had no ego. No. He came in and learned no, the no, choreography. No, he my ego told me it. to do this shit. <laughs> no, but that's what's dope is your ego said, "Oh, I'm gonna do it," oh, as yeah. opposed to somebody else would be like. No, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to look nah, that. No, this is my youth. Right? That song is my youth. Killed it. Just like Biz Marquis died. That's a wild baby. Uh, that's our youth. That God died. bless Biz Marquis. Our youth. She's doing a lot of good stuff, Robin too. Robin is killing it right Woo! now. She has the Black Lady sketch show on She's HBO. She's kicking ass. Oh, this nigga, look how he's young. He was something, man. And, and then to have Bob come out and do it, man, that was so dope. Ah, uh, see. So this is an example of I feel that certain Look things can't be funny unless you yeah. can do it. He learned the choreography, man. Oh, oh damn! I love this. Look, I like this thing. I love this shit. Look at that. Wait, love this shit. <laughs> and then Bobby Brown showed up, which was so dope. Yeah, that's so hey, cool. Hey, hey, go, Mike. Hey. Ah, ah. He had one rehearsal. <laughs> I love this video. I love this video so much. See, that's an example to me of when someone learns the lesson of you take yourself seriously, of course, but you don't take yourself so seriously that you're not willing to be open to something new. Listen, you gotta be able to um, to make a fool of yourself and not take yourself serious. Yeah. That's a big part of success, That's right, part Mike? part of my success. Everybody thinks I'm mean, shrewd, motherfucker. I'm, I'm a fucking no, clown. No, it's like, you, you, you can't know be, what I mean? You can't be afraid to be get embarrassed or to fail, right, Mike? No, how can you get embarrassed? We're yeah. all gonna die and go somewhere. How are you yeah. gonna embarrass me? Yeah. He's no better than me. This is what it is. That's our problem now. All of us think that we're we're special and we wouldn't do what this guy, this girl did and everything. We're just animals being taught to be human beings. We're not mm. human beings, but animals taught to be human beings. And some dig this though. Just like people, some learn faster than others. Mm. You know, so the ones that don't get it right away. We have to do something to those guys. Maybe put them in an institution or something, or keep them on parole, or some kind of way we have to control them. It's called eliminating all brutes. Mm. Pretty much. Where'd you, where'd you get this from, Mike? Huh? Did you did you uh, study somebody on like what did oh, you? Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, that is a documentary, eliminating all brutes, and it's just like when I read The Prince when I was a kid. It's just how we are. We look, we're born to worship something. We have to worship something more than us. Some of us slip through the hole and think they're God and make these false 
don't know, temples or worships of God or whatever, and all religions. You know, everybody look at it from a dollar perspective. Not everybody. And that's just how the world goes. What's the name of the documentary again? Eliminate All Brutes. It's like when the Mayflower came here and they saw the Native Americans, they started eliminate them for their land and stuff. Oh, I see it. But but is what you're talking about, though, because now when I just read that, I went, oh, that's right, I've heard of it. I understand the principle that you're talking about, but you know that principle was also used talking about the um, the Mayflower. That that principle was used by white supremacists. Yeah. So like that's a unifying theory of white supremacy in term, terms of we've got to eliminate the brutes, what they perceived as brutes. But but I think what you're talking about is in life and nature, the people that exist outside of, we all sign, sign a contract. Each day we walk outside, we sign a contract that I won't take a hammer and smack this dude upside the head or run this guy over no, with, with my car. unwritten law. Uh-huh, the unwritten law. Yeah. But, those, but there are some people that they don't want to, to be governed by that unwritten law. Yeah. Those people have to be dealt with because they make things worse for the rest of us. Because of fear. But then how do you deal with those people? Going back to what we were saying earlier in terms of, of, um, of corporal punishment and the death sentence, if there are people that refuse to exist within the parameters, what do you do with that person? No, we do. We rehabilitate him. Okay. We turn him from a savage into a gentleman or a lady. Mm-hmm. That's more powerful than killing them. That is powerful. But do you think there are people who refuse for for whatever reason they refuse to? It's like you are you. Mike just walked in and he's and he's going to try to to rehabilitate me and give me the things that I need. I don't want it. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I don't know who's going to do that. Mm-hmm. But that is um, that's the way that we defeat our enemies. We don't kill them. We um, we change them. That's great. That's positive, and that's true. I th- I think that's the ideal. I would like to see that become more than just an ideal. Because you're right, it's more powerful to convert and change than it is to throw away, discard, or destroy. You see, Malcolm X. A lot of people. A lot of people do that. Um, it's changed their life. They want a better life. Um, the reason that we have gangsters in Chicago killing themselves, they don't have hope for a better life. That's true. But I think the question still comes back, and it's such a rhetorical question, because what the answer is, not just in Chicago, but wherever that type of violence exists in those neighborhoods, what do we do? How, how do we, we give? We change their way of thinking. Um, it is a better part of life. And you don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. It's love. Loving someone. Knowing someone loves you. Even forget having a job. Just that alone is powerful enough to exist. Because it's part of that trauma. Absolutely. Cats are, cats are operating from a place of deep trauma. Even the people who we think got it all. They are too. I, I talk about this a lot. You know, I've been out, outspoken about uh, mental health, especially mental health in the black community and and how, you know, it's at least growing up, if you would even mention a psychiatrist or therapy, that's not for us. I, I've been very vocal about 
mental health and and honest about how I feel that I'm driven by that therapy and feeling angry, which is at odds with the image that some people have. Oh, Wayne is this mm. safe dude and da da da. Is like, but you don't know me. You don't know I the know. shit that I walk around with daily. And you, we don't know the shit that we each walk around with daily. Yeah, you ever, you ever, you ever mess around with the psychedelics or anything like that? You, you ever hear Mike talk about the toad? Yeah, yeah. Which I've got to admit, we were even pre pre show. I was talking with some of your producers about about um, you know mushrooms and stuff. I I'm, a, I'm on mushrooms right now. I'm just yeah, which is <laughs> which I envy. Yeah, I'm glad I thought it was gonna go first. Well it's started going good now. Yeah. So I just I had to do the I forgot his fucking name and everything. The shoes burning my head. So as someone that's never done that, how does it open you? Because I've because I've heard that it can be used to treat treat uh, mental illness and to treat anxiety. Listen, listen, let me. It's I don't even know how to um, articulate it. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna express it like that. Mm. When you take the toad. You have to prepare not to be yourself anymore. You know you're gonna change. Mm -hmm. All right, that's all I can tell you. Hey, you, if you like who you are right now and stuff, you don't fuck with this shit. It's gonna make you better, but that's the fear part. You gotta go okay. through the fear. It's gonna make you better. Listen, you don't know nothing about it. it it'll, it'll take you, Mike. Yeah. Cor correct me if I'm wrong. It'll take you in a life roller coaster. Listen, I lost, that's listen, kinda happened in your life. First time I did the total, I lost 110 pounds, man. This ain't bullshit. I, I fought somebody. Wait, so you mean so you mean the 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 one time that you did it? No, the second time. Okay, the second time you did it. Yeah. But but how long does it last? It lasts like um 20 minutes. That's it? In 20 minutes, you want to get a, like 2,000 years of experience in your fifth. Whoa! See, that's some quantum shit. <laughs> yes. That's what I, I yeah. can articulate. Yes, he gets a compression of time. Listen, you can't articulate it. You're gonna see it. You're gonna see your great great grandmother. You go listen. You're gonna see the first you. You don't know it's gonna be Chinese. The first male you. The first guy that when his dick comes out, your bloodline. The first one you gonna meet that person. You know why I can't do it? And maybe this is you know we're talking you're no, talking about fear. No, I is I was raised. Because I saw so many cats that I grew up with, uh, whether it was crack, especially crack, crack at that point, crack or whatever, it was drilled into me. And I joke about this on stage. It's like there were so many things I wanted to try, but in my mom's head, when you're going to die. So you don't smoke drugs, you're going to die. So I hear in my head, but I hear about mushrooms and I hear about these hey, experiences listen, listen. and I want to, to, listen, to, to see it. told it. Um Mushroom is not even a tenth of a percent what this is. So when you talk about the toad, you mean the literal toad? The yeah. So what? So yeah. what? The, it's the Sonoran toad. So it's also right. known as the bullfrog. So what they do is, uh, especially the Sonoran toad that's up in like northern Mexico, Arizona. He stays underground that's the one that ten they months of the year. Well, you could. I've never seen Brother, that. But he stays underground ten months out of the year. Yeah, so when it comes out, Ooh. so you have two months to catch it and then extract the venom from it and then you smoke the venom. But it really, like, he doesn't, Mike doesn't see this stuff as drugs. Like, to us, it's like, it's I medicine. I did it over 50 times, probably. Never having the same fucking experience. Wow. And you're always scared. See, I don't get scared anymore because I always want to look at it when I'm getting ready to go die because you feel like you're dying. But I look at it and I'm getting ready to go reborn, get reborn. Yeah. And do you remember... 
the trips that you have, like 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 the things that Sometimes you see. Sometimes you don't, but then you see some shit that like, whoa, you can't let you might say, hey, hey, it's over. I don't want to do this no more. I don't. But you, but you, you gotta go for the ride. You're on the ride. Not gonna stop. That that's what I'm afraid of because I don't want to give listen, up control. P- oh, listen, no. listen, you find out how powerful you are once you give that up. Mm. Yeah, listen. People think if the little bit that people think you're uppity nigga. Once you get this, you gonna look at people different. You gonna look at yourself different, and your whole desire, your whole fucking um, it's like Ramna is being successful. It yeah. won't let you make an ass out of yourself. Maybe sexual or something, but as far as doing some stupid shit, going with the wrong people, hanging out with the wrong people, you won't do that no more. You've got me contemplating. Listen, yeah, but so this is the thing. <laughs> what it is, 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 you know, it's it's a little different from everybody. But what it is, it's, it, it's kind of a psychology for you. Mm-hmm. Like it shows you compassion, bro. It shows you what mm-hmm. really matters in life. I did it with Mike about a year ago. And I was just like, you know, Mike's trip was different, you know. <laughs> Mike's trip was different. Mine was like, man, it brought me back to when I was a baby, like how my mom See was everything. raised. Like it gives you, it just gives you the whole answer to it. You might start It's a trip, it. dude. You know, I always but cry it, when wow. I do it. It'll be different for everybody, man. But it's something that you got to be ready for. And you, and, you, and you have to allow it to take See, the thing. You don't want to fight me. it. If I would ever saw somebody do it before I did, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Once your ego die, you don't know what you are. You don't know your face. You don't know your. You're so scared. You're like, oh god. And plus, under um, the toad, it's gonna feel like all your secrets. That if they knew, they wouldn't be my friend. The feeling of it being exposed. Mm. It's like it strips you. If they hear, if I let them know this, they're gonna look at me different. It won't expose, but the feeling that you will have that everyone knows. It gives you your weakest and your strongest moments. And at the end of the game, it's it like you your God. Would it be like this too, Mike? It's almost like it strips you naked and it teaches you like naked. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it strips mm-hmm. you naked. Most like you're there. Naked. Like you're exposed. Raw. But it's so beautiful, man, because you're saying like, oh, my God, I did this, this, and that. It's like, it's but then beautiful. you go back and you look at the people that, that probably you hurt you. You're like, mm. this, this, and that. Like you know what I'm saying? It's a trip. It, it, it's it's you reach a level of emotion where it's like hate and love and everything in between. How beautiful everything is. And you all this in twenty minutes. minutes. All yeah. of it. Oh, tw- listen, all this in twenty. You find out the beauty of death as well. <laughs> in what way? Because um, how could death not be beautiful if life is beautiful? What would the two exist for? You, know, you, you think God made life beautiful? Then He's gonna make. Death not as equally beautiful. This is what um, Buddha existence was because he didn't understand people applying self-suffering. Um, suffering is just, um, that's not made for us. Humans are not supposed to suffer. You know, God didn't make anything here for us to suffer, but we put self-suffering. We want to, I don't know, we're sociopaths. Where um, that's an, that's another word. What's that word when you like masochistic? Mm-hmm. Most of us are like masochists. We like to feel pain. We want to take the poison and wait for you to die. You know, that's just some mentalities that we have out here. Some people just in love, and there's so much in love they want to have a suicide pact with their mate. God, I don't love you that much. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> no, it's not that you don't love her that much. It's just that your understanding of love. 
it's limited at that level. Well, it's skewed, yeah. Yeah, at that level, but it just keeps going. It's just, even myself, at a certain level, hey, nigga, chill. And it keeps going for people who have different thoughts and passions about love. So if you're able to use use the toad or use mushrooms, that's something that I've definitely thought about now, especially when it comes well, that's to, fun. I to, to, that's to fun. mental health. That's fun, mushrooms, all that stuff is fun. And, and remember, too, when Mike talks about the toe, bro, it's not like it, it, you don't become an addict through it. Like, you really don't, man. No, no, no. It's, it's not like how, I'm into yeah. a nut. I'm into a nut. I like doing as, it every day or but, whatever. But even, you can even ask Mike, like, even right before he's getting ready to do it, like, he fears it, bro. Listen, he's scared. Man. Not no more. I used to be. Because I, I looked at it as death. I'm ready to die today. Because it was like a death, an ego death. And I look at it as being reborn now. I'm going to be reborn today. So you use the shrooms today, not the toad. Because if you use the toad, then you wouldn't be able to have this conversation. No, I'll be on, under some shit. But after I use right. the toad, 20 minutes later, I'll be able to have this conversation. Wow. You know, sometimes I told you, vomit, you throw up, you scream, you cry. It just puts you in so many different emotions. Yeah. So, we're not, so we're is not the toad like, to... oh, what's the... Uh, the they the thing that the sham shaman used the ayahuasca the ayahuasca. the that didn't work, the, that the work good with me because I wasn't there with a negative perspective of it so it didn't work good with me but it stuck with me for a long time mm. like a month it stayed in my system I need to try it again under different circumstances of mental allowance you know I got to give myself up and not be an arrogant guy and that's what it's all about your um, submission. Yes, that's it's gonna, a great listen, word. It's gonna make you submit, so you might you might as well go in there already submit. Right, so don't fight. Now, I used to try to fight it, and then no, they showed me. I, I went in there like I'm a bad, and then they showed me some bad motherfucker, and I realized I'm not a bad motherfucker, and I submit. Oh, if you oh if you think you're a bad nigga, it's gonna show you some bad motherfuckers. Mm. <laughs> you're gonna be screaming, oh no, oh they're gonna show you just some. Scary people out there that oh, you're scaring them, Mike. No, nigga. Don't <laughs> no. go. Yes, don't go. It depends on the mentality you go in there with. Right, right. That's what it sounds like. Every time I go like. in there, I go in there with the God um, perspective. You know, I'm nothing. God is everything. Glory goes to God. Because you go in that motherfucker with the confidence that you're something. It's going matter of fact, it's going to show you your first time that you're nothing. You just does that off back, shows you it'll, nothing. It'll strip do you, you do it with a purpose? Like before something you oh, go, yes. go, go, I'm going to use yes. this yes. to get to that next yes. state. Like I'm getting ready to have this exhibition and, um, oh, I'm totally on the toad and smoking. Because it unlocks something in you. It just uh, explains to me who I really am and I don't have to be a fake nigga. It's, you know, it's even better. It's just um, tuning into it, you. It humbles you, right, Mike? Yeah, wow. it's it tuned into you. you, and you don't worry. But listen, I don't worry about no, no one's talking like that. And I used to say that before, but I was lying. I did care what people would say. This is the first time in my life. I don't give a fuck. They don't exist. I don't even see their fucking face. Well, you've lived long enough and done enough to earn that just for yourself. Yeah. I earned that after I... Been involved with all my stuff because it's, it's difficult to learn when you're going through all that stuff, you know. Wow, the, the, <laughs> sit on it, sit the, on it, Wade. <laughs> no, but it's funny that we're having this talk because we we didn't even talk before the show, but I've had this recommended to me as a means of 
unlocking and and using it in a therapeutic fashion. And I was very much on the fence because, you know, I've been programmed to, no, I'm not going to do some shit like that, blah, blah, blah. You have to understand what they're told, right? It's going to give you understanding what it's like to be the great one, the universe. You're going to feel it. You know, you're going to know you're part of everything, every person, every race, every animal, every tree, every grass, every shithole, every dumb waste with the beauty and the so-called ugly. But God made it all so it can't be ugly. It's just mm. a, it's just a like limited that. understanding of it, you know? All right. All right. Well, if I decide to, <laughs> I, I'm going to let you know. Because right. because I can talk to you about the the experience. Listen, oh, that um, would be cool. Listen, yeah, right. That would be um, cool. When I first did it, I didn't know. I think, let me try that again. <laughs> I know this. I know what I just saw. I didn't fucking yeah, Mike, see. Mike gets a I second did. dose, bro. I did, let's try it again. One I know dose, I said, this, this is not right. Something ain't right. I need to try this out. This is fucking bullshit. They did this so many setting me up. So I had to take another. <laughs> what type of environment did you do it in? Um, I'm by myself with the Sherman. I'm on the floor. I also allow my wife to come in. And I feel very safe with her. So um, I feel safe with the Sherman too. But every experience I experience, I experience with my wife. So yeah, um, you got You got. You have to be with uh, with with loved ones or people yeah. that are close to you because you don't want to. You don't want to ruin the experience with somebody that people probably bring shit with them. Do you agree, Mike? There's some dudes that are so corrupt that are trying to do this toad that. You just can't be around it. As crazy as that sounds, dude. Yeah. No, that's why I asked. Be good. Everything I'd be What's the environment? Nigga, it's like a sermon. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no, hey, nigga, let's do some toes. You know, come on, nigga, this is, this is um, divine. It sounds like that's what it is. It doesn't sound just like, oh, let's get high. It's. It's a purposeful key. Yes. You can't even pay for it, so no idea always give donations. You can't take money for it, so you have to say donation. You can't sell it. Yeah. Bad old men. Can't sell it. Can't exchange money for the toad. Maybe for charity of the toad and he passes forward, but your intention is giving this money is just for donations and not for buying it. Because this can't be bought. It's not supposed to be bought. But Wayne, sit on that, yes, Wayne. Sir. I just no, I'm gonna sit on that time, for real. As a five-time Emmy Award winner, is that is that surreal to you, man? Absolutely, it's surreal to Isn't me because crazy that they I won't never take thought the money unless it's say donation. Isn't it crazy? What the hell? this is scheme? This donation, the slant, the, the the sly word to mean take the money. I don't know. It's just. It's because just, you don't it, want the karmic blow, it's blowback. It's as possible. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be, God made this for us on a fucking toad. You can't sell this shit. So, well, I, well I'm not going to ask you what I was going to ask you because I was going to ask. Because a lot, a lot of things will, will be stripped. Like, even though, like, even like the question that I asked you, like, having the, you know, being a five time Emmy Award winner, that shit doesn't matter, man. Like, it's a no, trip. Nothing. Like, no. nothing. Right, Mike? Yeah. Like, I don't want to walk around even thinking about those things because I, I think that. That yeah, like it's great when you've achieved certain certain bench benchmarks, but at a certain point, you know, in a certain age and a certain place in your life, it's about it, the, it's about your I family and getting better yeah, too. But it's still getting shit. Mm -hmm. it, it's in you. Can't your family can't stop it from me? Nothing. God put it in you. Awards getting shit. 
I'm a competitor of life. Because you gotta be be a competitor, oh, right? See, <laughs> right. No, I mean, if you yes, don't compete, you got, but you 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 knew that. Lots yeah, of that, you know that already. Yeah, man. If you don't compete, you know. where where are you gonna sit? Like, all this, all of the do? Greeks, the Romans, even the ancient African, they always allowed um, the kids to fight, fight hard, fight like your brothers hard, punch them in the face, kick them, fight hard because um, they didn't want you to give in on the slightest struggle. They wanted you to have some kind of game in you, some kind of thoroughbredism. Because you have to. Life life itself is a struggle. And even listening to you talk about the toad, the toad and everything, whatever the thing is that you use as a tool to help you stay in the game and compete, yeah. if it's that to help your mental state no, no, so listen, that you listen, could do listen. all your shit. Listen, yeah. this is what, listen, listen, listen. Oh, I can't even say this. You can't tell the toad what it's doing. What you and me, you know, you just can't say, I do this. If this is good enough, the toad will shit on you. It's, the toad is God. That's oh, what I'm trying man. to tell you. This is your closest feeling with God until you die. Wow. I don't know. You might see him, but I can't see him, but I can feel him. It's like you can almost see him, but you feel the intensity of feeling, the empath that the toad gives you, the feeling of being an empath will blow your mind. And do you feel, feel him each time? Your feelings of divineness, it humbles you. It just humbles you. It doesn't even make you think that you're... It gives you that power. I'm not bad, but it humbles you to know that there's that kind of power out there and you're really nobody. And I think I'm a bad motherfucker, but all that y'all, I'm nobody. I'm just a piece of the puzzle. Well, well, anybody who thinks that they're a bad motherfucker, just like you were saying, it's... it. No, 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 you said God-given. God you can have all that power to be the baddest, but... It's not yours. It didn't come no. from you, right? Once you're noticed by God, you're noticed by the devil too. He can't know about you another guy don't. Right. His job is to crush everything <laughs> God does. So he got he he spies with this guy. <laughs> well, you know the saying, right? Like when we're kids, kids, you know, the devil is a busy man. Oh man. But listen, he's really not busy because he's like the line, he sends his dominions out. To cause shit, he's he's not he's chilling, hanging out with God, talking some shit. But he has his dominions out doing shit. God got his dominions out doing shit, and we're the best God with. Because if you're on your grind, then the demons are on their grind too. Absolutely, it's not that easy, man. It's the oh, the word I was looking for, the polarity, mm -hmm. the ching and the yang, the yin and the yang. Yep. If I don't have this bad shit, the good shit don't exist. Which I'd never thought about even when you talked about death because I think I'm like like a lot of folks, I'll be honest, I fear death. You you do everything in your power to never, you know, we're all going to see it. You fear life. Life is something to fear. You don't know when shit's going to happen, you know. Death, you know, <laughs> from your perspective, is just death. Dude, he's, he's spot on, man. That's, That's a trip, true. dude. You know, I never thought I thought of it that <laughs> way. Yeah, the death. Death yeah. is the silence love. This yeah, shit is coming at you. Ah, hey, no. Because hey, death, your age. Hey, life is the you? ultimate improv show. <laughs> it's the ultimate improv show. And death is death shit, is eternal. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? When we die, our spirit's going to go somewhere. No, but death is, is us at our highest potential. Wow. How do you handle, listen, I, listen, I know he says, you know, I don't take myself seriously, but then in my brain, my brain tells me shit, wow, you're the baddest motherfucker that did this, you're the baddest motherfucker that did that, but it still says, you wasn't nice to those people, huh?
that's what the shooting. The shooting put you in that shit to make you so high to your guard. Then it starts hitting you with this. Hey, remember you didn't treat that person that good? I don't know why it does it to you. I don't know why it does it to me. Puts me talking about how great I am. I'm almost a god. This and that. This, remember that person you didn't treat too good, that girl this time. Remember that day? This and I said, whoa. And I said, hey, now I run to my wife. Baby, 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 I'm sorry. This shroom's again. It's fucking with me, baby. It's fucking with me. I told you not to use the damn shrooms. Shrooms, shrooms will take you somewhere, man. You make you think you're somebody special. Okay. Remember you did this? Remember you did that, nigga? You didn't treat that person right? Because it shows you both both sides. So maybe it's got to set you up because then you wouldn't get get the lesson. I used to like the feeling it has where you almost feel like you're God and everybody else is here just to entertain you. Yeah. And then it starts <laughs> going through, hey, you wasn't a good person to that person last time. Remember you did this to that person? Yesterday? I used to run upstairs to my wife, baby, 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 I'm sorry. I just yeah. shoot again, it's killing Wayne, me. Wayne, talk, talk, to us, talk to us a little bit about the philanthropy, man. You have an academy out here in uh, Los Angeles? Yeah, I'm starting an academy with uh, the group called Freestyle Love Supreme. Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda, who uh, wrote uh, Hamilton and In the Heights. Yeah, um, I've, been, I've been to Hamilton. I went backstage with all the guys. Great show, right? Um, I did did it for about six, you did six, Hamilton? six months. Oh, yeah, it was Burr. Yeah, oh, man, that's a show, man. That is that is a no, show. No, 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 that is work. That's work. <laughs> Eight shows a week, show. bro. That is work. Eight man. shows a week, but I'm I was so for the work. Oh, that thanks, man. Show. I was so happy to do that you show. Did. But Lynn has a group called Freestyle Love Supreme, which we're good, which will be How on the wrong way this fall. How much weight you lose for that show? Dude, I lost weight every damn day because you're running around on you're stage. You're shitting all the time. The food don't do no good because <laughs> I, I do that kind of work. That's the best shape I'm in whenever I'm doing Broadway because because you have to train. What folks don't realize is to be a Broadway performer, you That'd are an athlete. Not not like to act in a show, but if you're doing a musical where you're singing, dancing, acting, you're doing character, yeah. you 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 have to keep your body in tip top shape. Right. You have yeah. to eat right. Yeah, because imagine like drink. they're speaking and you gotta act, you gotta move, especially you. Like you gotta hold it, right? You have no, to hold no, it together. You can't drink because you lose your voice. You can't stay out late. You kind of live this very listen, it's he, boxing. Yeah. Listen, he's like Sammy Davis. Don't listen to me. Sammy Davis is be a little shy kid. Boom, go. <laughs> That's the secret, man. Don't you got to turn it on. Go. <laughs> Michael Jackson was like that to shake it. Hey, Dad. Ah! You always got to have that thing, thing in you. And so I'm trying to inspire other kids that I feel were like me. So with Freestyle Love Supreme, I'm starting my academy, which is kind of like the Groundlings or Second City here in Los Angeles and one in New York, where we'll have outreach into all the neighborhoods, Compton, Inglewood, yeah. Ang Los Angeles, trying to bring acting and improv into the schools there? so that we can teach them. Improvisation is all based on the yes and thing, right? Yeah. So so it's yes and. So you accept the challenge that life gives you and you yes to that you know and, and, and you stack that. That's what I want to. I want greater to create you, people. Greater than all the greater yes. that ever came before. Make them better. Yeah. That's that's what I want because I wish I would have had people to guide me like that. So I'm starting that academy. It'll it'll be open by the first part of next year. That's so smart, especially so just here in LA, dude. Yeah, that's man. That's so awesome. And and then so we'll have a theater company as well. We're gonna open up a theater just here. Expand, and, that's yeah, that's the yeah, way to do it. It's like Magic Johnson. Look at what Magic Johnson been able to do with his platform for basketball. I know, but listen, is, this is what absolutely. we need to understand about money. They're not making any more land, so you have to buy as much as you possibly can. 
Especially in Los Angeles. If you want to make money on this earth, <laughs> you got to buy this earth. Land, you, know? <laughs> you have to make an investment. And you're right, because they're not creating it any more of it. So it's like, can you take this property? Like and Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Florida, I love Tennessee. Wyoming. This is where we get, you have to get property at. This is where the people go. Um, what's, those, what's the scheme place? Aspen. Aspen. This is where you get these... Um, Homes where people can go, they rent from you. Yeah, like Airbnbs and things like yeah, that. Yeah, my wife, no, they're really fly. <laughs> Great yeah. looking houses. My wife put it together. She is just amazing in that stuff. I yeah. guess all women just wait for the opportunity so they can show themselves and show what they're capable of doing. Because she's really showed me a lot of stuff that since I've known her since she was 19, so I've seen the change in her. Yeah. Well, she handles your your business, man, and and is so she she she's awesome. Yeah, she really is cool. I agree with you. Man. So so awesome. When I I look at your schedule, bro, and I'm I'm like, dude, you're a busy man. Man, if you stay, he's stay not busy enough. Tell him you're not busy enough. You can always be busier, right? Yes, you can always be busier. But I've got a lot of stuff. In fact, like right right now, you know, as soon as we fin finish this, I got to bounce right now because I'm because I've got a production meeting for this pilot that I'm producing, and I've got a production company, so we've got a couple of shows in the works, and um, you know, I've got uh, shows that I'm on, like I'm on American Gigolo on. On uh, Showtime starting in January is when I think we we start shooting. I've got deal, yeah, a lot of shit all of this doing, stuff, man. which yeah. it's beautiful. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I want all of that stuff to to just that's my platform that I can use all my work to give me the platform to do the thing that I want to do, which is the academy, so I can teach people. So so I can find a kid that's like Wayne and go, hey, let me help you out because nobody was there to help me out. Do you believe in uh, Do you believe in uh, in burnouts? Have you ever felt burned out from? Uh... From 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 life, or just kind of from acting like as a competitor, <clears throat> he's box. He's absolutely. I, I'm a, I'm a mixed martial artist as mm -hmm. well, and there comes a point where like your love is like God, believe it, really. Well, you can feel burnout, and I feel that I felt burnout because I did things wrong at, at a certain point. You don't have to say yes to everything, and time is a finite thing. It's this little pamphlet. It's, it's the power of no. The power. Yes, I've, yeah, I've read that. It's beautiful. That's when I got hip to it. It's beautiful. It, listen, I'm gonna listen. No, it's so awesome. I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I give them the money they want, but just to hear the word no first and see how they respond. Being able to say no is a powerful power. thing because you can't keep giving no. away your time. You yeah. can't keep giving away your time. Talk to us a little bit about uh about Excel. Oh, oh, my daughter's single. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Man, if you guys watching, look up uh, Google Miley Brady, M-A-I-L-E No, we Brady, don't have to because we're going to play it right now. We want to oh. see, see you. That's we my daughter, see Miley. Right. She has a single. We got your family. Yeah, everybody. Oh, this is beautiful. Man, I'm like you, Mike. Family means everything oh, in the God, world to me. Without a genocide. Everything in the world. So the fact that I've got a daughter studying uh, drama at Loyola and she's studying drama, music, and social justice. Mm. So her whole aim is to use That's her platform. How old is she? 18. So she's in this generation right now that they're trying to use their art to uh, get out ahead. And she's is just- her right here? Yeah, she's just playing. She And she's she's just you know, like, ev everything that I am is wrapped up in that one package. Wow. I 
and my ex-wife directed the music video and her, her boyfriend shot it and I helped to produce it and to produce the music. So we do everything as a family. No, we all family. Even though we're not together, we all family. Yes, sir. Because of that. Um, Damn, that's so cool, man. That's so cool to see. My, 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 my brother just had a national tournament and a couple of boys just won nationals. And I can only see like the father, how proud they are. How proud are you are of your daughter, bro? Watching her take the same footsteps as dad and... Well, the ego part of me, to quote Mike, is very proud because I'm like, oh, she's she's following in my footsteps and I helped make no, her. And no, that's my mother yeah. didn't do nothing. But, but, that's the yeah. This is my yeah, me, me, me. I did that. But in reality, I'm proud of this human being, regardless of whatever she decided to do. And, you know, we still don't know if she's just going to be a performer. She wants to go to law she school at some school, point and she wants to do other love, things. things that, right. So whatever she does. I'm proud of her because I'm proud of this human who now exists outside of me. She's making her own choices. And at, at least I know that if the Lord took me tomorrow, I've done one good thing on this planet and it's to help make, make her. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. So that's, that makes me very happy. That makes yeah. me very happy to see that she's out there in the world. And, and uh, that's why I wanted to start the Academy as well. I love being a father so much, and I didn't grow up with my father, yeah. which is a part of the generational trauma that you experience in, in some black households. And in a way, I'd like to be that figure for a lot of young men that don't have that, yeah. to be able to, to supply mentors and supply a way of being with, with, with my art. Yeah. Saying, I, I, I'd like to help your, your journey through my art. What's the greatest advice anybody has ever given you, Wayne? Yeah. The greatest advice anyone's ever given me is to, and I didn't know how to do this when it was given to me years ago by, by, a, um, by my manager at the time, this dude named Bernie Brillstein, who was one of showbiz greats, like one of the last old school guys. He said, all those guys. He used to manage all those cats. He managed, uh, you know, he knew Sammy and he's responsible for SNL and for all, all of these cats. His, um, his piece of advice to me when I first got on was, you have to learn who you are and be true to you. And that sounds so cliche and it sounds so easy, but the reality is, especially in a business of show, when we're all performing to a certain degree and you're asked to be so many people to so many people, when you don't know who you are, you lose yourself in the shuffle. And I didn't really learn. I'm oh, still on that journey and I'm 49. I'm just really in the past few years, I'm just peeling back the, the layers to go, oh, this is who I am. This is the shit that I won't take. These are the walls that I will build and these are the things that I will do. I'm just learning that. So to someone new and young in this business or just in life, start the process early. Learn to be who you are and don't take your own intrinsic value from all these other cats. Well, this is what I learned from what you just said, man. Um, you got to just know who you are. But um, from my father-in-law perspective, right this moment, us, right this moment, mm -hmm. If we know who we are whole totally, then we have a limited um, thinking of ourselves. No, we're still learning. Yeah, we're still we're not gonna be this person for long. No. Yeah. Because you'll be different tomorrow. Yeah, this is just who we are for the moment. This is not who we are. You know, sometimes we are certain ways just for survival or for happiness. 
In fact, over the course of your lifetime, and, and this is one of those facts when I found out, I was like, oh, that makes sense. You know that your cells replace it. You, you, you know, they die and, yeah. and they get replaced. At, at a certain point in your lifetime, you are on a cellular level, a completely different person. So if you can wrap your mind around that, that if your cells, which inform so much of what you do and who you are and your, your cells have mem- memory, you can change. You can be a different person. You can grow. And some of us feel locked in. That's not the truth. You, you have to set up opportunity for others. That's why I want to do, do the school, and that's why I'm trying to set up everything that I can. Some entertainers think they're invincible. You saw how long Sammy and Frank and these guys, those guys were dedicated to dying on the stage. Yeah. 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 Wayne, go ahead, man. Go ahead and look into one of the cameras. You want to tell him, Mike? I just think that he's a beautiful brother. I think that... Um, I always say he's the coolest. He's the most conscious straight brother. You know, every time you play straight, <laughs> yeah. going by all the rules and stuff, people call you Uncle Tom and all that stuff. Yeah. But he's so conscious. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when I first met him, I was one of those people. And then when I first met him and saw his depth, I said, wow, he's one of us. And that's truly the art of life, yeah. to, to make somebody Skill. believe that you're something that you're not. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate you, man. And 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 likewise, you know, I tell tell that story of, of when I saw the depth of Mike Tyson, the man, and the journey that you've been on, the the lives you've led, and the things that you've been willing to learn and to let go of, and the healing that you've done, that's inspiring. That's inspiring because the narrative could have just gone one way with folks going, oh yeah, well, I know Mike Tyson, sorry. Mike did da-da-da-da. You took that narrative, you owned up to that narrative, you changed that narrative, and you're still working. And I'm kind of like, you know, Mike started from this def- deficit and look who he is now and continues to work on that. And that's inspiring to me. Well, you know, I don't know. If I have any power, I don't know what the fuck that is anyway. It's from being kind and compassion. Yes. That's my power if I have any. Yes, that's your power. But that's the thing is not everyone attributed that power to you because they had one thought. And that's the thing that you even just by doing this show and doing the things that you do out in the world, a movie or, you know, the cartoon or you can make fun of yourself in the video. You are showing uh, uh, other cats who may have the mindset of, well, I'm, you know, I'm hard. I'm going to do this. I'm like, my, no, but like, how no, like the hardest dude is the dude who is willing to be open. And that's you. You know, can I tell you something about me? After I met this um, old um, German customer, everything is about I'm going to succeed. Everything's about competition. I don't know, pride, ego, jealousy. Those are the, um, those are the worst fucking flaws to have, but those are my flaws to success. That's that's part of the thing. Whether you're an athlete or or an entertainer or there are some a lawyer, there there are some jobs where our faults are our fuel. But the challenge for us is to never let that fuel overwhelm us. And that's what happens. Is is ego is cool, 
But when your ego does all your talking for you, that's when you get kicked in the ass at some point. I've been there a couple of times, yeah. Amen. And I've got a couple of boot prints right in Especially my crack. At, you know, it started at home before it got a, the, yes, sir. I start that home getting kicked in the ass. Man, th- thanks for having me, Mike. Uh, thank, my thank you. I'm sorry you had to leave, Phil. No, for man. Sure, man. Well, you guys just watched the episode man. of Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. I'm your co-host. Oh, you got a bunch Henry of hundreds of million people looking at and I'm Mike Tyson. I love having this show. We have Wayne Brady, Brady, all these hundreds of millions of people. Say something. With the champ. I got to spend the day with the champ. Y'all be good to each other. Thank you. We out. 